Game day has returned for the Arizona Coyotes. They face off against the Detroit Red Wings. We're going to break this one down, get your preview, and everyone ready on this Black Friday edition of Locked On Coyotes. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the show, everybody. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Carl Pavlock right beside me on today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. I want to thank everyone for making this show your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. We've got a great show for you guys today. We're previewing Arizona Coyotes versus the Detroit Red Wings. Um, you know, it's uh, it's now Black Friday, so, you know, they're, you know, everyone's got their... Uh, Maybe some Thanksgiving days off, and who knows who what who did what yesterday. But for the Coyotes, I think a lot of people probably not much because they got to get ready for another game. But yeah, what do you think, Carl? Uh, yeah, I'm betting they probably like you know the dad's trip. I think it may still be happening. So fly to Detroit, go out to dinner with your dads. Should be pretty fun for the for the team. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know about you. I've already started buying sale video games, so playing some doom 64 oh yeah no i'm, I'm just uh i i'd mainly make, wait for cyber monday for all my deals the the good thing about video games now is like they're on sale for like 10 more days uh on the nintendo eShop, which is where i'm buying them so it's like huh yeah it's you know black friday week why not yeah, I, I think everything has become more of a blur now. Everything isn't just like, you know, this specific day you got to do, you got to get these deals. This specific day you got to get this. It's just like, hey, it's just a season of deals. I love it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's definitely gone a long way from in like 2007. I think <clears throat> I I stood outside of Best Buy starting at 10 a.m. the Thanksgiving day to get the best Black Friday deals. Uh, it's definitely come a long way since then. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But let's go ahead and uh, take a look at this uh, pregame because we are getting ready for Arizona versus Detroit. Uh, it's going to be another interesting game. Detroit right now is, what would you say, when we were pre-recording, third in the Atlantic? Third in the Atlantic, uh, behind the Bruins and the Maple Leafs. Uh, despite playing fewer games, uh, they have 24 points, uh, so they're not going to catch up to either of those teams anytime soon. But still, very respectable. Uh, they're currently ahead of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Florida Panthers, two teams that I expect will surpass them as the season goes along. Uh, they've won three their last three games, 6-2-2 two and two in their past 10. I'm sorry. I'm kind of. I'm just kind of stuck on the fact that the Maple Leafs are second in the Atlantic, despite the fact that they lost to Arizona, San Jose, and Anaheim. Yeah, and everyone seems to think that they are like irreversibly broken. 
it's it's weird. Um, Toronto is always a very interesting team. Uh, I think that more speaks to like those losses speaks to something we've talked about a lot. Teams underestimate bad teams. Uh, It's probably not going to do them well in the playoffs. Uh, That's a really bad habit that the Leafs have. Absolutely. Absolutely. But no, looking at this, um, you know, Detroit's made up of some, you know, interesting players. Like I'm looking at like, I'm lost track of, you know, who's where. Like, I don't think anyone's surprised that Larkin is really the only person that's on the You know something that's funny? I'm actually looking at it. Larkin's the only one wearing a letter on his jersey. Really? Well, I'm looking at his cat friendly. Normally, they'd have the A's next to the next to those players, but here on cat friendly, it only lists Larkin as a C. Maybe cat friendly hasn't automated or updated. Uh, maybe it is a situation where it's rotating captains. Uh, maybe. Uh, what about check the IR though? I'm not on cat friendly. Because I'm seeing Bertuzzi is still on the team. I imagine you would give him an A. I don't see it on the on the IR either. Bertuzzi's active. Really? He's only played like what? Six games? Wow. Their IR is filled with uh Robbie Fabry, Philip Zadina. Elmer Soderblom, Mark, I'm not, I'm not going to try to pronounce him, Psychic, Sitchik, sure. um, and uh, Matt Luff. Hmm. Yeah, uh, Detroit's definitely a very different team, but, you know, they're coming together. They are more than the sum of their parts, it looks like. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, again, they're that good, right? Um, they got David Perron, who's, uh, for some reason tends to be like on decent teams Yeah, <laughs> on wherever he goes. Uh, one of the players that really stood out to me, uh, Dominic, uh, Kublik, uh, Dominic, if I'm mispronouncing your name, I am sorry. Uh, currently has nine goals, 12 assists in 19 games. Last season was with the Chicago Blackhawks, 15 goals and 17 assists in 78. So he's off to a really hot start. He is tied with Larkin for goals uh, on the team. So that's impressive. Um, You know, uh, we, the Coyotes don't play the Red Wings more than two games a year. So they're not really a team that I keep track of too much, but there's some interesting surprises with this team. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, for those Coyotes fans out there, I do want to point out that uh, former Coyote Jordan Osterley is on the uh, on the blue line for uh, for the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, what kind of impact he's making, I can't really tell. But yeah, which I think he's the only former Coyote. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think there were, there, there were more Coyotes on uh, earlier this week against the game against 
Carolina. Yeah. Uh, there was Rantas, Stepan, Martinuk. Uh, but it looks like Detroit's not getting too many. Um, although, one player I'm wondering about. Because wasn't Perlini briefly with them? Doesn't look like he is anymore. Hm. No, no. I don't even know where he is anymore. <laughs> so what what about this Detroit team do you think is the reason for their success? If you had to name one thing, what would it be? Um, you know, I think it's hard to tell. Um, looking at their just looking at their build up right now. Um I do have to say though, like no matter what, you got to put a lot of trust. I mean, like I guess trust isn't the right word here, but like for on this sense, but like you got to give a lot of credit to Steve Eiserman, right? Yeah. Because Eiserman built the the uh, the Lightning franchise as we know it, and then he once he moved on over to Detroit, he was kind of given a big pile big pile of poo uh yeah so he kind of worked with it and it still looks like a weird ragtag team but and stuff done yeah i i do kind of wonder because looking at this team like we are less than 20 games into the season which is less than a quarter of the way we've already talked about the fact that the the Panthers and the Lightning are both currently below the Red Wings. I think that's going to change. If the Red Wings miss the playoffs, like how how much rope do, does Yazerman have is my question. Because he's been there a bit, and they still haven't gotten that much success. True. I think... You know, I do think they're the you know Detroit's probably going to give him a little bit more of slack, mainly because of the name attached to him and his legacy in Detroit. That that is like one of those reasons I always am wary of teams hiring old legends, just because, like we saw with the the Colorado Avalanche, it's really hard hard to fire a legend. And they end up sticking around maybe a bit too much in some cases. Uh, I'm interested, though, when he signed with Detroit. Been a, been a few years, I believe. Because I, I know Ken Holland's been out for a while. April 19th, uh, 2019. So three seasons. Yeah, it's like... That's still starting. Within, that's still within the, you know what? Like, we'll give you some. We'll give you some time to build your team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's definitely like within a rebuild timeline. So, yeah, I, I imagine he'll be around for like at least another two. Yeah, even yeah. if the Red Wings do badly. True, true. In just a little bit, though, we are going to go ahead and uh, take a look at the keys to the game for Arizona to try to take the win, as well as players to watch all that and more in just a moment. 
Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. It's where you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports and hockey. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love if you love sports podcasts, you're listening to one, so I'm sure you do. You can find those on BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting information. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. So let's now move on, Carl, to to our uh, keys to the game for the Arrows and the Coyotes. Um, I always love this to see kind of where where we're at because, you know, Things kind of change depending on what teams they're playing. Mates, we get mainly the same keys for Arizona because they make the same mistakes when it comes to losses. Um, yes. But is there to be fair, different? they also make those mistakes in wins too. Uh, True. <laughs> but what are the biggest keys that you think Arizona needs to try to beat Detroit? Uh, the thing I've been really impressed with is the Coyotes' five-on-five play. I really hope that that is something that continues. Um, it is definitely something where, you know, for a long time they were relying mostly on their power play to get offense, which is not something you should be doing. Um, the They had three five-on-five goals in the last game. One of those came, like, seconds as the power, power play was expiring. But still, like, just control the five on five uh beating a dead horse at this point but definitely need to avoid taking penalties that has been just the biggest issue with them all season and let's see i'm gonna go with the third one of goaltending uh yeah just in general like whoever's in net uh we're not sure if it's gonna be vimelka or Ingram. Either way, the Coyotes are going to need solid goaltending. It really kept them in the game against Carolina, which is weird because they've never they were never trailing that game. But goaltending is the reason why. I'll give you one uh, and a little bit back, and it's and it's focusing on the ice tilt because uh, you take a look at how Carolina, you know what Carolina did, and they were battering shots. Right, they were battering yeah. shots against the. Arizona Coyotes, and they were take like, um, and it got to the point in which, like, when it got to a break, a fight when they finally got a break, they those players were tired. So you know, yeah. focus on that ice tilt, get the breakout that you need to get your change, or get the forecheck that you need to to uh, reverse that kind of momentum and get the other team tired because. You know, if you're in if you're in your own zone most of the time, you're gonna get tired, and that's gonna end up leading to losses. So focus on that. Yeah, and, and I would say another like aspect of the block shots is we saw like uh, Troy Stetcher went off the ice in pain in the first period. Uh, thankfully, he was able to return; he wasn't injured. But it is potentially like you have a greater chance of being hurt blocking a shot than you would be in other situations. So. I mean, just just don't get in that kind of 
you know, stuck in your own zone, have everything turned into a shooting gallery. It's not going to work out well for you. No, it will not work out well for you at all. Uh, now let's kind of move on to player to watch out for. I mean, I really want to to comment on Bukestad and just how well he's been playing lately. Mm-hmm. How he got a third goal um, last, uh, you know, <laughs> Coyotes last game. Just beautiful to see. Lawson Kraus uh, has been dominant um, and had two goals, currently leading the team. Uh, so I think I'm going to go with Clayton Keller, though, just because he had an assist, primary assist on the small goal, but we really haven't seen him like score in a couple games. And I think that's going to be one of those things that gets stuck in Keller's head. He is such a competitive player. He always wants to be involved in the offense and he's currently doing it less. So I expect a big game from him. Absolutely. I want to go ahead and say, uh, Jacob Chikrin. Um, he's had a ramp up like, you know, you, you saw, you know, game one was game two. So now we're at, we're at game three back, you know, like, you know, how much of a, you know, impact is he going to make one and two, like, how much is it? Is he going to try to make sure that he really proves that he's worth his value? Because again, that's all it's a focusing on at this point. Because because we know what's going to happen. It's all a matter of when it's going to happen and what the value is. If he doesn't play well, his value is low. If he plays well, his value is high. Do you think he's he like he's worried about that though, uh, or are is that something you're more concerned with watching, like? I could see Chikrin. Okay. Yeah. It's the thing I'm more concerned with because like, you know, it's, I'm more concerned with it mainly in the sense that, you know, I'm trying to think of it in Bill Armstrong's seat. Right. Because if, if he kind of like comes, if, if Chikrin is, is back and kind of falls flat, you can't really leverage that in a good deal. If he plays well, you can. I mean, you could always like sell it as a change of scenery move, but those just don't necessarily get the same. Um, there, there are definitely players who I think are focused more on getting moved, um, especially later in the season as we approach the trade deadline. I hope that's not the case for Chikrin. I hope he is just focused on like, hey, I need to play my best because I'm an ultra competitive guy and I always look to play my best, which I, you know, seems to be the case. I think he's looked pretty good to start off. Um, guy's first uh, point of the season uh, in the last game. So it's great to see he's on a, a good roll. Yeah, I, I really want to see him do well. Um, and I want to see him succeed wherever he goes, you know, yeah. because we've got a chance to follow him enough here um, that like, yeah, it'd suck to see him leave, but we already kind of already are ready for that or we know it's going to happen. So we're just like, all right, yeah, we wish him the best wherever he goes. Yeah. I mean, I wanted to him to stay with the team um, just because I thought his contract worked well for what the rebuild timeline is. I'm still not very impressed with the coyotes defensive prospects. Right. Uh, 
the handling of Jacob Chikrin is to me one of the biggest um, black marks on Bill Armstrong's tenure. Um, mm-hmm. The fact that he was saying that he is the only untouchable piece and also moving him or talking about moving him, like to me, that's just, that's not great player management. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see more. I, I would definitely like for a successful check run. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see because obviously we don't know when it's going to happen. I think I asked you and you said probably maybe by the All-Star break, but I think that's what my last prediction was. Yeah. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll still we still got some time to uh to see what happens from there. But we're going to go also uh move on to talk about the bet online picks of the game. As we get ready for uh, for that game, once again, it's going to be set for about 6 p.m. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. But first, I do want to uh, thank everyone for making Locked On Coyotes your first listen today. From your second listen, be sure to check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter most, the recent big stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes. Local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked on Sports Today is available on this app, on YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. But let's go ahead and get to the Bet Online picks of the game. Everyone loves it. Uh, we do not have a spread at the time of this recording, but Arizona Coyotes are underdogs. Set course. the money line plus 171, minus 190 for the Detroit Red Wings. So it's not as much of a uh, tilt as the last game was. The total points set at six. Hmm. Did, what did you, I think I was 4-2, yes, uh, for the last game. Yes, um, you said 4-2. Carolina, which was very surprising. Um, I, I'm still going to go with the under. And I, I have to say, the Coyotes game against the Carolina Hurricanes, they did a lot right, um, especially in the second and third period, but they had a horrible start again. And I am yeah. just like not sure of what they can do while they continue to do that. So I am going to go 2-1 Detroit. 2-1 Detroit. Okay, um, I'm in a similar similar th- thought process as you. Um, I'm going to give both teams a little bit more credit. I think it's going to be a little more of that kind of tighter matchup. It's still going to be under that six. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give it a 3-2 Detroit win. I think it does definitely depend on who the Red Wings decide to start in net because yes. that's going to be kind of like the signal of, of how they're dealing with the Coyotes. Uh, if they start Huso, um, I think they definitely have the edge. Um, if they start their backup goaltender, I'm going to butcher this. Uh, Alex Novelkovic. Uh, thank you. Uh, that I think to me signals like, Hey, we're not taking this team as seriously as we should. That's the potential for the coyotes really coming in. Um, cause he has not been all that great in his brief showings with the red wings. Uh, I mean, he was great with 
I think he was pretty decent when he was with Carolina, you know, a few years back. But yeah, he hasn't been fantastic these last this season with uh, Detroit. I think it's supposed to be a tandem, not really like a backup, you know, starter backup situation. I think it's what it was supposed to be. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, he played 59 games last season. Uh, he has currently played six. So like that seems like if it was supposed to be a tandem, it's not working out that way. Right. Makes makes sense. Makes sense. But I guess we'll have to, again, we'll have to see. Um, you know, the game is uh you know, hockey like 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 you've said many multiple times, hockey is weird. The coyotes are also really weird. Um, that they do a lot of stupid stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I believe I said hockey is dumb, not hockey is weird, but pretty much the same sentiment. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Same, yeah, same, definitely just pretty much the same thing. Huh? Um, but yeah, coyotes do some dumb stuff, stupid stuff, because um, that can lead to wins, that can lead to losses. It's just like, what are you doing? I don't know. Uh, but those are our predictions. Yeah, it's it's really tough to, to predict what the coyotes are going to do right now um, because so often they do something wrong. We saw that so many times like the the penalties in the first 10 minutes including the three they took against carolina that led to like over a minute of five on three like that should have completely changed the game but it didn't so the coyotes somehow survived that period despite being outshot 14 to one and like that's one of those things where i don't know if the coyotes are going to do that again if they do, I don't think it's going to work out as well for them. So right. that's like something you need to like kind of pay attention to when you're looking at, you know, predicting the Coyotes. Uh, they're very unpredictable. They are very unpredictable. Do you have any final thoughts about this uh, game before we close things off? I, I just want to say, like, after this, it's the Minnesota Wild, so it's not like this is going to get any easier. It's just going to – this is maybe like one of the easier games in the latter stretch of this road trip. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, anyways, though, that's going to be it for today's episode of the Locked on Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, to like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We're available everywhere you can get your podcast, including on YouTube. Don't forget to interact with us on social media. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash LockedOnCoyotes, on Instagram at LockedOnCoyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore Coyotes. And personally at Robin underscore Leonio. Call Pavlock is at Call Pavlock at FH. Interact with us, ask a question you might have. We might answer right back or on a future episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to today's episode. Hope you're staying safe out there. Hope you're staying healthy. And don't forget to howl on. Ah!